with people like that, they will tell you they're not racist, yet they hold those kind of viewpoints. You are listening to Batman. You are listening to Batman. So the next thing that it talks about is white privilege. I think we kind of... Well, that's... Um, white privilege, yeah, it just, it's, it's kind of that. <laughs> it's, do you know what's weird? I was watching, do you guys know Jane Elliott? You guys will know she is. Jane Elliott. The white lady. You know that, that white lady? The one that's like, she's a super anti-racist. She makes me, yeah, yeah, she yeah. cracks me up. Like, I love her. Yeah, I so I, was, I watched her documentary, like the first one she did about the blue eyes and brown eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's that woman that, um, she did that video where you know she said, she looks like. if you're in this room, and if you're in this room, they're all white people. They said, put your hand up if you would like to be treated like a black person. And no one, all the white people in the room didn't put their hands up. That lady. Oh. Do you What's her that? name? Jane Elliott. Oh my gosh, are you Googling her? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> slightly, slightly. Look at that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was watching her Blue Eyes, Brown Eyes documentary, the first one she did. And it was so interesting. And, and um, I watched the, the one she did with Oprah Winfrey as well. So the Oprah one was the one I found really, really interesting. So the experiment was basically that they came to the Oprah show and she divided the people up with like brown eyes and blue eyes. She treated the people with brown eyes a lot better. So when they were coming in, the people with blue eyes were told to like shut up and move along and like, mm. they were treated so horribly. Then she was like, uh, and then obviously they sat down, they made the people that had blue eyes to sit on the, on the floor. Um, obviously, if they, they'll say that, oh yeah, we don't have any more seats to sit on the floor. So they're going through the experiment and the people with blue eyes, obviously they're getting angry and angry and angry. And then they're like, oh, I don't understand why you're treating us like this. And she said, and obviously in her dissertation, the people with blue eyes are stupid. That's basically what it is. They're stupid. They have no morals. They're idiots. They're blah, blah, blah. All these things that they say about black people, they're more susceptible to crime and all that kind of stuff. So she was saying that to them. And she was saying like, yeah, look at the way she's speaking. She's just, she's just a little like, like, like stupid person kind of thing. And these women, the majority white women, they were very, very upset about what Jane was saying. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I couldn't understand, so uh, at a point, it then makes them, she then obviously reveals that this is an, a social experiment and she's doing this for the thingamajig. And they're like, but this isn't real life. This is not real life. Yeah. <laughs> and then the woman, Jane, kept saying to them, do you realise that this is black people's lived experiences? Mm-hmm. And all they kept, kept coming back to, but this is not real. And it's just like, to me, that is the epitome of white privilege. You have just gone through racism but in a obviously in a different way this is just one hour of you feeling the oppression that black people feel on a regular basis and yet you reject it because it's not your reality Mm. you're talking to me about like oh yeah you know i've got friends and i would never be like that i would be such a different person blah 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 blah. and yet you've gone through a social experiment and not for you to actually like internalize or think about the way that it, this actually feels, you're, fa- you're basing it on the anger that, <laughs> that oh, you, you, how dare you treat me like this? But that shows that you come from a position of privilege. You've never been, like, she talked about, yeah, you know, people are sexist. But, and she was just like, but what do you think that black women feel like? <laughs> You've never been in a position where you have both of that coming at you. And the thing that annoyed me, like, during, a, during an experiment, she said to them, don't take your collars off, yeah? And the woman, she just took it off. She was like, but do you think that black people can just take their skin color off? 
Like, do you think that they can just be like, oh yeah, I want to assimilate and I, I'm just going to become <laughs> more white? Like, it, it kind of goes against the entire point of the, um, of the experiment. But yeah, it's a, it was very interesting. I, I recommend people to watch that. Um, it shows people like the ugly side of white privilege that like, you don't, you can't, I don't know, like something has happened to you and you can't think of, like your privilege kind of stops you from actually trying to understand what the situation is trying to teach you because mm. you've just never been in that situation before in your life. So you're, you're just like, yeah, but this is not, this has never happened to me. Like it's just, I don't know. Do you know, oftentimes I've been in several conversations, I mean, throughout my uni days and also at work as well. And whenever someone does try to engage in a conversation about, I don't know, racism in any type of way, I always find myself having to sympathise with them towards the end of the conversation. And it's kind of like, it's, it's like I'm talking and then someone will pop in and it will be like, oh yeah, this is how I feel as a, a gay man or a lesbian woman. And then you'd be like, yeah, but, and they're like, yeah, because like where I'm from, like it's not, you know, this is how I am and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, but, and every time I'm trying, and in, because in, I'm trying, I'm like, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, yeah, but not to say it, you'd want to, but you could technically hide being gay if you wanted to, right? But I can't hide being black. And you trying to counter my conversation with your sexuality is not you listening. That's not you engaging. That's not you understanding. You thinking that you're, associating your experiences with my experiences or any t- uh, anyone else's experience you think you're understanding that we're having some type of clarity no we're not you're just being a dickhead at this point it's completely different <laughs> and then yeah. towards the end i get so exhausted i'm just like yeah i understand it, it must be so hard for you and then that's it i go about my business in it because what's the point <laughs> then what you brought up is like at the, at the bottom of the pile which is always like what happens to black people Black issues are always like everybody wants to be so oppressed. Like it's actually a trend. Everybody <laughs> wants to be so freaking oppressed. Yeah. Like you don't understand. No one's gonna be as oppressed as us. It's true. Like it's it's just true. Like there's no country, even in my own country, in what I will term as my motherland, a white person is still able to get more opportunities than I am. In Barbados, Chinese are able to get more opportunity than black people. The white, everyone mm-hmm. in Barbados is uh, valued higher than the, the Bayesian person. Like, it's just... It's ridiculous. You can't escape it. It doesn't matter where you go. You want to run, you want to hide. You cannot, if you want to live on this planet, unless you go and live in the middle of the woods. And then probably they'll Even shoot then. you for being a black person in there. So, <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just, it, yeah... With what you said about you know the conversations you have with people and people are like oh no yeah I get what you mean I'm like they and they and they come and come in with sexuality you're just like people who are like yeah but I'm gay yeah you're gay but there are black gay people exactly imagine how they treat it exactly so I'd love to hear the conversation they have with black trans people exactly. So you just, yeah, I, I, the thing is, no one is just, no one is ever dismissing your struggle, but I don't care about your struggle right now. Listen to this struggle. <laughs> and there's also like, this. exactly, like, listen, like, I'm telling you my struggle. We can't relate them. I get that you have one. They're not the same. They're not on the same level. Yours could be here. Mine could be here. And, and then you could be black and gay. Like, like, like we said, black and trans. So just goes up, up, up. And you're yeah. I feel like with social movements, like you get, like you said, the LBGTQ plus community, but there's no intersectionality. It's the same thing as like with sexism. With everything, there has to be intersectionality because you're, 
when when like white gay men are campaigning for equality, the equality is to be equal to white straight men, to white mm-hmm. cis men. It's not to have equality that where a black person won't be stomped out in their own neighborhood. Like you don't mm-hmm. care. So it's just like if you're gonna be fighting for equality, you fight for equality for everybody. Don't be like, oh, did it, my pain is bigger than your pain. I don't give a fuck. My pain will always be bigger than yours. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But like, I feel like you have to understand that there is layers to everything. Everything works on an intersectional level. Intersectional level. It's true. So it's, it's, never, it's never just one, one, like, one smooth playing thing. I feel like it's like learning about feminism, well, not learning about feminism, but always hearing feminist arguments at uni as well. It's just kind of like, oh, but this is white feminism. I hate feminism. Oh, I hate it. I, I, I understand. Like, like I, I became I so it. tired and like, I just, it's, and that's why like, when everyone would be like, oh yeah, I'm a feminist, I'll just be like, it's not that I don't agree. It's just, I can't relate to the feminism what they talk feminism about. Exactly. It's just like, hear it, but the, the rights that you are fighting for, that we we are still fighting for other things right now like we are still less heard than you are and it's just it just continues and continues and everyone always thinks like yeah i can you can't fucking relate i'm sorry you really can't i'm sorry if even you... even with like you know how they say about gender-based violence mm. for instance you take you take like not say that white people don't have gender-based violence in their communities but like even stuff like if if a white woman was to call the police do you not think they were taken more seriously? So it's just like, it's just things like that. It's, it's, we can relate. We, I mean, not we can relate, but like I can understand what you're saying, but it's like your complaints are taken more seriously than my complaints. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that is? And I feel like if you are really anti-racist, pro-equality, you have to be fighting for all of those things as well, not just for your own equality. It's true. It's true. I see everything with race in front of it so feminism is just i hate i can't stand it because we're only talking about white women and that's what that's what people are always get so angry about yeah white women we need to be you know on the same pay as men no i agree with you but black women we come underneath how many other yeah. women so like <laughs> um, uh, to be honest i'm not thinking black about things like <laughs> no i feel like I'm we're less valued than the white women like, right now we're still at the bottom it's just like there's there's a mad delay, so I don't even know what was said. No, no, go on, go on. I don't feel like I said. Oh, okay. Um, but no, like even this week when the black men threw threw the black girl in the bin in America. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. What happened? I keep I just see her makeover, her glow up. I don't understand why she was in the bin in the first place. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know why she got thrown in the bin as well. Yeah. But it happened. But so the black men That's threw the woman in the bin. Yeah, I actually don't know the story. That's actually really bad. <laughs> I, I haven't even story. seen that. I didn't even know that someone got thrown in the bin. Serious? Nah. I don't understand the context. Of Who got thrown in the bin? In the bin? I'm literally. You're gonna search it. Who got thrown in the bin? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> no, there's a lot nah. of people in the bin. It's too, it's too vague. Um, wow. Oh. <laughs> no, I least there's also a, there's a lot of people in the bin here. <laughs> Also, I wanted to ask you guys, so obviously, since we're talking about white privilege and so on and so forth, like, are there any kind of personal experiences that you could say, not necessarily white, I guess microaggressions that you can point to that, that maybe can teach people <laughs> as to, like, 
you know, what it looks like. Because I think when I wrote that question, I was thinking more like, I think one, one day I was walking down the street. This not just happened to me once. It's happened to me like three or four times. So I'm walking down the street in my area, going to work. And obviously when I walk, I walk pretty fast. And I was walking behind this white lady. Then the white lady, she stopped. And then she clutched her purse and waited for me to walk past. And then when I walked past, she started walking behind me. And I was just like, bitch, you think we're still from you? Like, that's literally what went through my head, like, are you all right? <laughs> like, and that's happened at least like three or four times. So are there any kind of experiences that you can say that are like, not nothing major, but little things that you can point to that have happened in the past that you can probably use to like, educate somebody else? I was, Chelsea, do you have one? I don't have one. I think anything I've gone through has actually just been pure racism rather than yeah. like, I mean, share your story. <laughs> Please Man. do share. Um, okay, so it was last year. I was on my way home from work and obviously I work, like if I walk, it's like less than half an hour to get home. But if I take a bus, I'm going to be home in like 10 minutes. So I'm on my way home from work and just at the bus stop, uh, two white guys in you know those old beat up nineties cars with like three wheels. Been... Just you know those dead cars. I literally three just they're wheels. just like squares. I don't even know what they're I don't even know what they are, but those okay. old, old, old cars. We're driving past yeah. and as they drove, they said I don't know what they said, they said something and they spat at me. Fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. So But you know what? I wouldn't expect that in your area, Chelsea. Is that bad? Do you don't know where I live? <laughs> you live but, in like yeah, Essex, no. no? No, but I live in, I live in, no, Dagenham is something else. But, um, oh, Dagenham. Yeah, so that, that happened. And it's just kind of like, my, I only told my dad for the first time yesterday, because we were talking about, you know, the statues being taken down and everything going on in um, America and here as well. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, why didn't you go after them? I was like, they're driving. I'm standing. If, if they haven't actually what? physically stopped, how am I chasing a car? In two minutes, that. Time, Actually, I would not be chasing the car at all. Why would I go after them? No. That's scary. But me, by, but, but me by myself, and then there's at least two white men that I could see, vis- visibly see. So I'm not putting yeah. myself in that situation. I just, I got yeah. home and I, I, I threw those clothes in the bin. I, regardless of what, what, they, what act- they were. Did oh. they actually, did it touch you? Like on it- my, like my work trousers, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Wow. I thought it was like more like in the street, like at least two meters. That's, I'm sorry. No, That's no, they were, they were still far, but it got, it actually got on my work trousers. I got home, literally threw those clothes straight in the bin, had a shower, vented to my mum and my sister because they were there. And yeah. That's disgusting. Mm. I've been with friends where, you know, like they've had eggs thrown at them. Eggs? Like when I was younger. Yeah. um yeah people people actually like keep you know have eggs in their car ready to throw at people what disgusting people yeah that's that's the thing yeah i feel like i've never thank god i've never experienced any kind of like overt racism but my brothers definitely have Mm. um which is why it's scary bringing up a boy in london i always think that because i remember when um What's it called? When my, my brother used to play for like, I can't, what, what, what football club? It was like some shitty, well not shitty, like Sunday League Club. Um, <laughs> not be rude. But yeah, it was like a, one of these little Sunday League clubs. I think it was like in Elsim or something like that. So he was like coming home one day and then he was like, so he came home and he was like, 
guess what happened today? It's like, what? And he's like, so we, they got chased by National Front. So they were coming from the football football grounds, like, like by the bus stop. And then these National Front boys came up. They were like, what the fuck are you doing in our neighborhood? Like, they were like saying, like, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? They had like, he said that they had like bats and shit like that. They were going to get out of the car. So these boys were running. They were dashing for the bus. They had to like run for the bus, jump on like any bus that would take them like out of the area. And I was thinking like, that's, that's their reality. Like, I feel like maybe that doesn't happen to every black boy, obviously. But that's some people's reality. They've, they've had to experience those things. And thank God I've never had to. I've, there's a boy that he lives down, like just down there. And my brother, he was walking to like from the to the corner shop behind the house, and he was like, "I don't, know, I don't think this was racist because the guy was a bit weird and he was drunk." Well, this probably was racist. Well, he was drunk, and he was like, "He was like, what are you doing, nigga?" <laughs> he was screaming yeah, at him. It was racist. So obviously, <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my room and I can hear him screaming. I was like. What, what's going on outside? <laughs> and I was just looking at him like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> it's so weird. Like, you get you get weird things. And even with the police, like, I was saying, like, it's weird because, like, black boys, any time that something happens to them, the first thing that the police will ask is, like, oh, is he involved in the gang? Like, there's mm. been... So so this area is a bit dodgy. It was, it was worse before, but it's gotten a bit better. So, like, he was walking by the top of like wolf road coming back home and there were there were no like um you know like lamps back back then there was no like cctv in that area they put but they put it in now but yeah back back in those days this would have been like probably 11 12 years ago he was walking home and these guys they must have like they bottled him and they took like he was coming from like home from uni he was like a little nerd back in the day he's like my oldest one a bit chubby so yeah <laughs> they bottled him stole his shit so he comes home calls the police First question, oh, are you in a gang? <laughs> First question, oh, is this like associated? Does anyone in, in the area know you? And it's just like, if you look at him, he looks like a nerd. Like, mm-hmm. no offense, but like, he looked like a nerd. So why is that the first place that you go to? And there's been like instances, there's been more than once. Like, we've had the police call to our house and stuff like that. The other time, like, the other one's PS2 got stolen. This was a new cross and like a... You know that there's like an adventure in New Cross, and then the, that was another question like, "Oh, are you in a gang?" Because he was like 15 years old and he went to Mallory and stuff like that. He probably was by that time. But but the, the point is like, why why are you asking that question? You don't you Even don't. Even a know. gang should be irrelevant though. It shouldn't. Someone's calling for if your I help. Mugs, exactly. If I got mugged and I'm on, I'm out. He was on his own coming home. Got mugged, and your first question is, "Is your son in a gang?" Mm-hmm. Like, why is that a question? Would you be asking a white kid that, or would you be just taking it as face value as he's an innocent party and he just got robbed? Yeah. Yoshi got stories. Yoshi, you got stories. <laughs> the thing is, I don't. If I even if I did have a story, there's probably more stories that I don't even remember. Like I could have just either I was oblivious to it and I didn't know what was happening at the time. Maybe I've shut out mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't understand or. Maybe nothing has happened, but I mean, I was talking to my mum the other day and we was talking about, so when I was doing like A-level English and all my, all the kids in my class were white, like, except for, like bar for two or three, but they all came from nights anyway. So, you know, they were, they were like me and the teacher, when I was handing my essay, she got AQA on me and they accused me of 
um plagiarizing yeah of plagiarizing the whole essay and i was like but i know what plagiarizing is i've i've not done that like do you know what once i plagiarized the essay in history and that was in year seven and the only reason why i got caught out was because when you hide when you take something from wikipedia it's highlighted so when you print it, you can see the faint little blue, yeah. But that was like, the, that's the, after I got caught out for that, that was the last time I did that. So when I'm like at my big old age and I'm just like, no, I didn't do that. They got AQA on me, even though I argued for it. And then they capped my grade. And I was just like, Shit. Wow. did you second, I, it, I was wondering that if whether it was a race thing after a while, like, did you think that I couldn't write that essay? It because is. of me? Basically, yeah, that's what you should, you're it not Because I that didn't. person can never be that smart. If you think it's racism, it is. If you yeah. think it is, if you th- if you think it's because of you being black, it is. You most likely are correct most of the time. But I was just like, wow. But after, do you know, I didn't care after a while because I was just like, I still got my grades. I didn't fail anything. It was a it was a minor thing. But looking back now, I'm like, shit, that could have. And even like during school That's times as that. well, they I know that um, like I know that they a majority of the time they would always try to like put me in lower sets and everything like that. And I had to actually argue my way up to the top set. So I had to get my mom to be like, why are they giving me this work when I am above this? And I had to argue mm-hmm. her. And I, I like there, I even, they used to do these little things like, um, maybe it's a, a fault in the school. It must be, it's, it's clearly an educational system fault, but they gave you like little certificates and it would be like, oh, Mary, do you remember? And it would be like, oh, this is yeah. gold. This is silver. This is bronze. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, your predicted grades are this, 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 or you won't achieve this by year 11, you won't graduate, blah, blah, blah. And actually, even once a teacher was like, oh, yeah, she won't graduate with anything, like, she won't... I don't, but you don't even know me. You're, like, assuming. And I had to be hella petty, and I had to overcome these things. Mm. And I was just... I always think back, and I'm like... But that's not petty, though. Well, I had to prove them. I had to prove them wrong. Yeah. And be like, well, shit, I don't know why you're predicting these grades f- for me because of what? Because I did a music aptitude test. So how did you predict my, my year seven grades like from to year 11? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know what? That, that is the thing with... I feel like they thought that we were, like, not misfits, but, like, in that school, I don't know. That's what I was saying the other day. That like, I didn't feel like the teachers were equipped to teach black kids. I feel like they, they were highly really, prejudiced. They aren't at all. Yeah, they, 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 they were prejudiced. I, I definitely think that. So they, they thought that we were just a bunch of misfits. Just biding time before somebody ends up pregnant, in jail, or dead. So, I, I legit feel like that's how they that's how they thought of that. That is what it is. I mean, any other situations or circumstances, I can't really label any, but I do think about it sometimes. I'm like, how many times have I been turned down from a job because I'm black? Like, I don't know. Like, do they or do they accept me because they think I'm not black? And then they're like, "Oh, but she yeah. is." Like, or in corporate speech, you're not fitting the culture. I've definitely had that said to me before, what? and I was just like, "Oh, really? What do you yeah. mean?" Yeah, I had a, a lady. She didn't. She said that. Oh, I'm not. She doesn't think. She she had an interview with me. She said, "I look great on paper." This is why my mom gave me the name Mary, by the way. And both of sounds German. <laughs> So, you know, I look great on paper. She said, oh, yeah, you know, you seem like you're qualified, but we don't think that you'll be resilient enough. How do you, how can you tell my resilience? And then she said, you know, it's a thing about the culture of the company. We're not sure that you'll be able to keep up with the culture. So I went on Google them on LinkedIn, and then I saw a picture of the team. The team was all white, all male. So I said, mm-hmm. oh, this is what you mean by the culture. Mm-hmm. 
this is it. Like, this is what you mean by the culture. And this is what you mean by I'm not resilient. Maybe I'll be making stupid, sexist, racist jokes. <laughs> and I won't, be, I won't be able to keep up with it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to work there. It's okay. <laughs> Take your job. <laughs> right. It's actually just ridiculous. Definitely and that's the problem. When you try to go corporate, you do find that there's some racist. Luckily, in my company, there's not. Like, I love my company. But, like, you, I feel like probably the higher you go, the more formal, like, it is, you probably will find some racist attitude. I'm mm. under a very strong impression that my, ra- my company is racist. Um, I think they're very ignorant, oblivious, and they just don't care. They will tell you about everything under the sun as long as it's related to their country. But when it's something that your, pe- that your employees are experiencing here, to this day, I have not heard... Any- to this day, I have not heard anything about Black Lives Matter. Someone, one, um, someone has um, put it forward to write an email into HR but anything that they respond with it's too late it's two it's two weeks past the peak of when people were addressing things so if you're going to address something now you clearly don't care like they never mm-hmm. cared and it's like oh did they never address it at all at never all? never i know oh. about some actress that is wearing a dress from the company but what about fucking black lives please I don't, I don't know. They posted, as per usual, the one black square that everyone else thought that was great to post. And they went um, about their business. And they went about their <laughs> business. You scroll for their page, it's full white people. You scroll up and it's back to white people. And everything, I, I you know, the first time I touched the, the square and I read the comments underneath, people were like, why are you lying? People don't, you don't care. Like, look at, look at your pages, look at your HR. What are you going to do to actually approach this? And they came up with generic answers like, well, if you go onto our page, you'll see our... Our, um, our ideologies and like that's like you responding to oh I didn't get my coat in the post well if you go onto our page and you <laughs> FAQs like they you don't care <laughs> they don't care and it's just like do you know what even to the point as if the idea is if I even wanted to progress at any point in the company there is no point because there is a consistent language barrier. Like people from HR will come into the company and you won't be able to have a conversation with them because apparently they can't understand English. You're in the UK, but we can't have a conversation with you. I don't, how is the whole of your HR in ridiculous. Spanish? Like, that's ridiculous. You're clearly that's actually exclusionary. It is, like you'll have, converse, they'll have conversations and we've had mm. to address it and be like, we can't understand you. Like we feel uncomfortable. Like, I understand that if you're with your close people, people you get on with, like if you have like another fellow black person in the workplace, you might talk in a language that only you guys would understand. That's fair and understandable. But when you're actually in the workplace and you're supposed to be communicating information, that's not mm. cool. If I was in Spain, so I'd, how, how I'd expect to speak Spanish. Well, you'd have abbreviations or you'd actually have to pull them up. Or like what I like to do, I ignore them until they speak in English. Oh, okay. Because I'd be like, clearly, you're, clearly you're not clearly you're not talking to me because if you were talking so you'd be like yeah i don't know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> sorry what <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like i genuinely don't speak a language <laughs> like there'll be job opportunities and you'll see like, oh that looks great oh can't really go for it because they probably won't take me because i don't speak the lingo like it's just there's a strong segregation and at this point mm. you know they don't care like it's yeah. just there is no coming back from this company like there is it's either you leave or you leave like they don't care about you there they anything they come forward to say right now i'll just be like a chatting shit you're honestly but i think with your company it's very obvious that they don't care how many companies and how many organizations did 
Black Lives Matter posted these pretty little graphics of hands holding and all that. You just went on Pinterest and Googled a Black Lives Matter thing and took the first one you saw. You don't actually give a shit. So to be honest, I prefer that, at least with your company, you know where they stand. (laughs) Whatever, Whatever you do from now, you know, you're being conscious about it. But there are companies out there who are on the Instagram posting up fake Black Lives Matter posts and then putting up maybe two dark-skinned girls. Like, if it's a makeup brand, put up two dark-skinned they, girls. They might they do another one next week. Mm-hmm. And they then go back to normal. <laughs> yeah. like, they don't care. Like, I, I'd rather yeah. know where you stand than, than you lie. That's what I said about profiting off black pain. People, they, these companies, they are here to profit off black mm-hmm. pain. Like, yeah. yeah, and people don't be giving your money. This is why it's, it's, it's essential to actually shop black, black owned because you know, at least they're not using you just for that. It's true. Mm-hmm. So, I would say black lives matter, but make it on trend. And that's what all these people are doing. So, they're like, pretend you care, but make sure it still fits our theme, make sure it still kind of has not too aggressive, not too informative. It just, it just simmers like scab, scabby milk. That's what their, their care is about. Like, it, it never gets any further. Nobody wants it. You flick it off. You throw it in the sink. Like no one cares about the, the the effort that you're putting in right now because it's very on the surface. You don't. You're not delving into your company. You're not really looking at ways that you can improve this. And the fact is, if at this point it takes a movement for you to actually think about how you can improve your company, it's too late. You should have cleared about this. But I don't think it's too late though. I disagree no, it's, not, with it's, that. it's not too late. Obviously, you can go forward. But for me, I feel like. I don't care about what you go forward with now. It's great that you're going to provide the opportunities, but it shouldn't take yeah. telling you to do it for you to decide to do it. Like, I think that's ridiculous. But do you think that sometimes they need that push? Not, not, not like in the majority of companies, but you get like, for instance, like Netflix. Yeah, you heard about what they did. They, they gave like, they've placed like $120 million to um, black enterprises. Okay. Scholarships. So they're getting black kids into universities and pushing them through like further education. Mm. I feel like that's sick. And I don't really know what Netflix, I feel like Netflix are probably, I don't know if they're like social warriors. I don't really know much about the company before this, but I feel like that's quite dope that they did that. And even like Fashion Nova is not the best, but that little 1 million that they gave to like black owned businesses, black owned organizations, I feel like that, that's also important. And even like the owner of Reddit, Selena Williams' husband, mm. he was like, he resigned from the board of Reddit and said replace it replace the, the person with a black person so even big like those are moves that you can see that there that will then because that's what i'm saying everything it does help with representation when you see that these companies are doing things like of course like you said white people for the predominantly rule the world hmm. so i'm just doing it it's not to say that you know that there's that they're doing miracles but it's good to appreciate the, the little that the companies that genuinely mean it because i feel like like that netflix thing was probably like a genuine move to get people like educate, like to help the community. I hear, I hear it, but I'm not being funny. <laughs> Fashion Nova for the amount of money that they earn, like yeah, one million. Yeah, it's, their, it's, their it's a pity. Yeah. And the amount of clothes that they've taken and ideas and creative suggestions mm-hmm. that they've stolen from small black businesses, they better yeah. give a million back because this that's what it. they've been taking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm not really clapping for them. They should have been doing if yeah, they didn't yeah. steal in the first place. Like fucking hell, like. They're literally just giving back all the things they've stolen. Yeah, true. So, I mean, if now from they need to, like, improve, I feel like... Yeah, it's kind of like to see how companies go forward now. It would be interesting if they keep the same energy, the same vim, if it continues in years to come. But if this is just a trend, then... It'll be sad. <laughs> it's actually very sad. 
um the next next thing i want to chat about do you guys well in the in the in the uk black lives matter um i like the idea of that whole thing about all black lives matter which is something that we already touched on but i really enjoy that idea because anytime we speak about black lives matter we usually speak of either predominantly as black men yeah uh, we don't really chat about i mean we talk about black women i guess but you talk about brianna taylor and stuff like that but you've got black men but then we have to talk about the fact that trans women are dying gay people are dying mm-hmm. um and it's not just a uk thing i guess and 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 the disabled people as well yeah um in the black lives matter unit ugh, movement they need to be considered because if we're not considering them who is who else is it's true it's it's unfortunate sometimes that you see that you're fighting for one movement and then it's kind of not I don't know what the word is, but say, for example, you're fighting for black, black lives and then you see that at the same time as these protests are going on, a black trans person is getting beaten up by a bunch of black people because they're mm-hmm. trans. And you're just like, we're trying to be on the same page here and yet you've still got time to be homophobic. I'm like, it's just too many things. I feel like it would be nice if we were all on the same page at once. And if we're going to talk about black lives, we talk about all lives. Because how can we get other people to take us seriously if we're not really considering everyone's lives as well? Like, it's just kind of like we need some type of unity in terms of when we're talking about lives. We shouldn't have to second question question it and be like, oh, that life doesn't count because, you know, they're trans or their sexuality is different. Like, come on. Or the Bible. Exactly. It's really <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> it's mad. Okay, I guess we can kind of go to the next bit. Um, so yeah, I said so. The protest is the next bit that we wanted to chat about. Um, so yeah, how do you? <laughs> I guess you also yeah speak about your experience at the protest. Like, what did you like about the protest, and what did you take out from the protest? Um, I liked that there was so many black people. I liked that there was non-black people. And I like that we were all chanting Black Lives Matter. Like, it just felt really, really good to be a part of it. It just felt really nice to see that everyone was carrying the same type of message. And that, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know how to put it into words, but I just feel like it was the first time that I've ever participated in such a degree. And I feel like it wouldn't be the last. Like, things need to be said. Like, protesting works. Protesting helps just down to even like the statues that are getting pulled down like I do you know it's just so nice to see it kind of like a ricochet there's this continuous movement and you see that the the benefits of what your actions are like it's I don't know it's just it's just really nice to be a part of I'm, I'm not really moving myself it? yeah <laughs> no you are I feel like I agree with you um um I think that it's definitely it's, it was quite moving like the whole Black Lives Matter thing because like yeah you get like in the spirit and everyone's like yeah you guys love me you think my life matters yeah. <laughs> and it's nice that everyone was like together and acting like as a community and even though you know that outside of those people there's definitely people chatting shit but the fact that all the masses they turn out it just like it kind of restores a bit of faith in people in human mm. beings and, and them and just humanity in general that you start thinking i mean i hope that like you said, not everybody. I hope it's more than social activism. I hope it's like genuine. These people will be riding or dying because for me, 
I don't, I'm not too sure when the next process is, but I'm definitely going to, if they have like more, I definitely will be considering attending those as well. Mm. Um, just because I think it's a great message. It's something that, it's something that people need to be committed to. That's what I said. Because like, when you, when you think about like, um, we'll talk about this the other day, like Rosa Parks and all these people that the Montgomery bus boycotts, boycotts, <laughs> bus boycotts, there's, there's, that didn't happen like in a week. It took how many, like, was it like a hundred and something days? It took a long time for they brought, like, they, they it, things ended up changing. And even though, like, the, the media died down and, like, the coverage died down, these people, they kept doing it. And they powered that through spending. Because black, black, black power is a big deal. It's yeah. a big deal. So if you start these companies, they will start listening. Not just the companies, but this was this was the government. It was like a year. Was it a year? Yeah. So it took place. It took place from December the fifth, nineteen fifty-five, to December the twentieth, nineteen fifty-six. That's it. That's right. It can't just be temporary. That's the thing. But that's the problem with our with our like generation. Everything is so like it's the, it's a fast news cycle. We have like very short attention spans. We get one thing and then that thing is like dying. Then we're like, okay, bring another thing in. <laughs> it's, it's like, there's no real activism. I'm not an activist anyway. I'm in support of these things. So the people that are doing the work, kudos to you. And then, yeah, the media's role in pushing a racist agenda. Um, for example, footballers, they were, they were dragging like footballers for going to the Black Lives Matter protest. Why? <laughs> well, they just dragged um, footballers for fun, innit? Yeah, especially, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I guess we kind of talked about that about the fact that they they weren't highlighting. They were talking about like coronavirus and saying that, oh, you know, these people they're gonna spread coronavirus, but no, nobody's really chatting about the what's it called. Nobody talk about people at the beach. <laughs> yeah it's true i mean like obviously we know the government's always going to chat shit and cover up things and make they're always going to demonize people to cover up the shit that they do like that is like i'm sure a lot of them wanted to participate and not in the protest but participate in group gatherings like you know what what was it i saw you saw the protest you saw bare people and then one of the responses was like oh but we can't have pubs open and i'm like bitch ain't the same (laughs) these people this i'm not i understand that british culture is having the drink but sometimes just just it's not that deep do you know what some of these memes have been giving me i don't know what i mean some of these tweets have just been been giving me life like there was this one person yeah and it was talking about like you you know how all the businesses will come together and they're like oh yeah you know we're supporting black lives we're doing this we're doing that however i do hope that where they source their tea from they actually take consideration and make sure that they're paying those countries appropriately yeah. because they are robbing them if they're not but that's another mm-hmm. thing but they were saying so say for example some some karen was like oh um yorkshire tea i'm so glad that you're not participating in this i love you and then yorkshire tea was like please don't shop from us again we, yeah, and we, we support it and then she, and then someone else was like oh i guess it's pg tips then and pg tips was like don't support us either yeah i love that the clapback was real the clapback was real they were waiting for somebody to say that they were like yes we've got it prepared and ready (laughs) it was like you know jeff jeff bezos 
the owner of oh, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're releasing that thing. I thought that it was pandering, but I thought like, okay, it's cute because I guess you let everybody know your stance. But I was like, but you be these Amazon warehouse people, they're basically slaves. Mm-hmm. Do you want to sort that out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or do you want to be bringing up Black Lives Matter? <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I do want to say one thing, though, because I've seen lots of um, counter-arguments, and lately I've seen, like, Beyonce getting dragged as well. Um, and even though she's doing a lot for the Black community, people are, like, saying she could do more. And I feel like it should be... Just doing one thing might not be enough. It's just saying that we're going to support black owned businesses or saying that we're not going to like we have to keep it up we need to continue it as black people we need to set the tone sorry let me say that again as black people we need to set the tone we need to stand by our words just as much as we expect other people to and i feel like just because we're doing one thing it doesn't mean it's enough and also the same for example i know that there's lots of situations i can imagine that people don't necessarily come to light on certain situations because they don't want to it's not the right timing you might feel so say for example i don't know if this is exactly true but say if there was an assault issue or a a breach of personal space or anything like that and someone's like the perpetrator was a black person but right now we're fighting for black lives maybe it's not right now to drag this person do you get what i mean yeah no. i see what you mean as in like just Put it to but, the back burner, but yeah. But sometimes you the, just well, the problem is in highlighting the black person. I think it's, it's more about containing the crime. From, yeah, and treatment because it's the same thing that we talk about Bill Cosby and people like Harvey Weinstein. Like the treatment is a bit different. Like yeah. you're gonna, for instance, give a black person maybe like two times the time, the like the the prison time as a white person for the same crime. Makes mm-hmm. no sense. So if you're if you're both if you're both raping, we just ask for equality. We mm-hmm. ask for it's kind of the same thing. Remember that woman when she killed that black boy that was sleeping in his bed and she burst into his house, she didn't realise it was she was drunk, she burst into his house. And oh she yeah. Wasn't that a white woman? She yeah, went into the woman, wrong yeah. she went into the wrong flat. She went into the wrong house and then and she killed yeah. the man in his own house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people were obviously very angry back in the day. They were like saying, Oh, you know, why was the brother hugging her? Why was the judge being so like so kind and empathetic yeah. to the to the person? But the thing is like I feel like what people would what people would probably like to see, because if this was a normal thing where the, the criminal justice system treated black people like human beings, mm. they probably wouldn't have been saying that. But because we know that a, a black person, if they were to have committed that crime, they would have just locked the, locked, like, thrown away the key, locked the door, and nobody cared about them, but that person would go and sit in prison and rot for the rest of their life. It's because true. it's a white woman, we want to be empathetic. But I would encourage that, you know, the way that's to change the system is not to make it less for a group, but to make it more for our group do you know what i mean mm. so i don't really care about what's going on on that side i just want it to be better on this side that's mm. that's how i see it um so yeah i guess when it comes to maybe highlighting that stuff i understand what you mean because you don't want to start dragging black men down <laughs> when we're trying to bring awareness for other things but no but you have to you still um, need to bring it to light i feel like yeah, people, it's not say- anti it's not anti-black to to bring crimes black on black crimes to light it's not it's not like that you need to still bring those crimes to light but it's kind of like don't think that by bringing those to light it's 
destroying the movement i don't know maybe forget my point i don't remember but yeah <laughs> it's mad it's mad relevant you brought that up because um literally yesterday my mom, my mom was watching this program program on amazon and um it's about a black a black lawyer firm where like 98 percent of the lawyers there are black I know um, what you're talking about. It's called The Good Fight. I love that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that <laughs> show. Actually, I watched that show. It's like, so good. Like, I've watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, the episode she was on yesterday is actually really relevant. Like, this episode where um, one of the deceased lawyers raped his secretary and sexually harassed another woman. And um, they presented her with some money we're like okay this is a settlement this is how much we're going to give you she said i don't want that and i'm like what do you mean she goes i have no interest in tearing down a black man and i was just kind of like i was just like i i, I just i couldn't get it like mm-hmm. I, I get it and i'm just kind of like no that doesn't make any sense to me this man violated you mm-hmm. regardless of him being black he violated you that's your body mm-hmm. and money doesn't money doesn't add up to what you've experienced but well, you're saying no because you don't want to tear down a black man, but he tore down you. So. Which is why they're saying protect the black women because exactly. we're always fighting for black men's lives. lives. This is the thing. Well, this is why they're saying all black, all black lives matter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's very sad, man. Like women are kind of like we just get pulled right to the bottom. We try so hard, we defend them so hard, and yet, God help us all. Um, and then also, yeah, one other thing in this section, black on black crime rhetoric. Mm. I fucking hate that shit. I don't like when people say it because there's no such thing, in my opinion. Because like, you know, when they say black on black crime, like what the fuck does that mean? There's white on white crime, which is... Yeah, I've always uh, wondered why that's percentage. been... Why is that being so clearly defined? I understand and it's, it's always in this conversation as mm. well. You know, like about Black Lives Matter, but they were like, but you yeah. guys are killing each other. But why are we killing each other? Is it not the, gov- the, the society that has been built that has made these guys want to kill each other? You put a bunch of people in a, in a, in a small vicinity and then they're all frustrated because they're poor <laughs> and they have nothing else. Like, they have no ability to be social, socially mobile and you <laughs> don't expect them to start taking out the anger within their, their communities. And it's mm-hmm. like, it just kind of takes away from the fact that violence is intraracial not interracial mm. like a lot of the time people you know it's more like people we have connections with that you're going to commit a crime against and people in your own neighborhoods are going to commit the crime against so where does black and black crime have to do with anything it has nothing to do with anything and i just wish people would stop bringing it up it, it, it has i understand be kind to each other smile at each other be nice to each other show each other love and like kind of defeat the system in that way but highlighting it in a discussion about Black Lives Matter completely contradicts what you're trying to, what people are trying to achieve. That's true. I think that's... They're basically saying that, well, if you lot don't care about your lives, why, why should everyone else care about your life mattering? Exactly. That is literally what they're saying. Yeah. But the thing that they don't, they don't pinpoint why they don't care about their own lives. Or like, not that they don't care about their own lives, but like why those things happen. It's not, it doesn't happen in the vacuum. Black people just don't wake up and say, I'm going to start stabbing somebody. It happens because there's a the system built to make sure it happens. 
It's true. Like majority of the time, the common denominator is trying to fight for econ- economic stability. And a lot of these people, they, they are in poorer like situations where, you know, small houses, small situ like people that are telling us about crime can never relate. People that are telling us about our living situations never relate because they've always been put in a situation where they're better off and they will never see it because it's like the government is for them. They're not struggling. Their schools are good. Their food is good. Their job is good. They're in their high paid income job. They've got their family. They've got no one's been either put into a poor um, educational system. No one ever has um, disregarded them, disregarded their voices. Like literally these people are living very kosher and yet they want to look down on other people and try and be like, well, we don't kill each other. Well, you, you can't relate to them. <laughs> and I've never really... They, they, they do. They do, they do, but they'll never highlight it in the way that they highlight. Yeah. But it looks bad for them if they highlight, like, their own... Why, why, let's yeah. normalise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bruv. <laughs> let's normalise that. Oh, there's such white white crime. That thing that happened on Saturday with the, with the police and the hooligans, white and white crime. I've, I've never That's seen... What as you were saying about National Front, because you know they're still patrolling. What about talk about them? They're walking around in hordes, committing violence. I'm sorry, mm. what? What was that news? Hmm? Black on mm. black on what? Like we never hear about the racism that happened. It's like, do you know what? Like the I think maybe like two weeks or a week into the whole lockdown, and what was it? Some guy was a uh, black boy was going somewhere and he got jumped by a bunch of white people. It was a racist oh. crime, obviously, but that is such that you didn't hear about it. I didn't. I feel like I had to. I had to probably look for it to find about that news. And it's like there are lots of situations where you've got a lot of white aggravators, like yeah. committing lots of violent acts, and we're just not hearing about it. But as soon as a black person gets killed by another black person, it's all over the news. News, because y'all oh, are bored. The, the gang crime in London is so bad. Mm. In Birmingham, it's terrible. In Manchester. <laughs> what what about Glasgow? Mm. Isn't Glasgow the murder capital? Is it? Is it <laughs> the murder capital? They need to tell us about like the Albanian gangs, the Irish gangs. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to tell the news, tell the whole news. Don't be selective mm. with it. On the news, I want to see white man killed white girl. White man did this. White man raped this girl. White man put this child in a bin. I want to hear about that because you know it's fucking happening. Exactly. <laughs> you know it's happening. Exactly. Instead, it's, it's, instead of, oh, um, I don't know, local community hero fell through, I don't know, fell through the tracks and did this or, you know, fired teacher. No, say for what it is. Yeah. White man, he did something bad. White teacher <laughs> is predatory over all his students. White teacher impregnates student, underage. White uh, politician saves racist remarks. White politician Yay. allows um, war crimes to go on. White people... Call fund- a spade a spade. <laughs> exactly, come on, let's Call a spade a spade. Is that, like, that thing up with Dominic Rab? I feel like he's a piece of shit. And the fact that the... the the media did not even time try to like call it out and everything. They just said, "Oh, he said that they, you know, the media is subject subjugation." Do I give a fuck? Mm-mm. Why are you even speaking about it? You clearly hate black people, so don't talk about it. <laughs> just just be quiet. If you ask a question, says I don't have anything to say, mm. and I, I, it's yes. sad that things like that don't even like ruin people's careers. 
It needs to. Your career needs to be done. Is that is that the guy that was talking about Black Lives Matter and getting down on the knee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like, it's, yeah. it's a, it's like only to the, and he said only to the like, Queen and his wife. Oh, fuck you, bro. <laughs> he thought it was so funny. We don't need his knee. We don't need his knee. We want, yeah, sincere, we want sincere. We want sincere Neil. his neck. If you're gonna do it, do it with your chest. <laughs> we want his neck. <laughs> no, it's just like people like that. Like, like literally, we know when um, they were in an interview and then they asked them, they asked him, "Is it him or was it the other guy, the one that does the coronavirus updates?" Oh, the one that always looks sick. The bald yeah, one. Looks like he's like, yeah, the bald one. Hmm. What's his name? I don't <laughs> know what his name is. <laughs> But him, no, he, you know, for the first two weeks, he looked like he had corona for strong. Like, and then he cooled. <laughs> he probably did. He'll still come to work. Like, I'm going to get fired by no the, the guy, he's like, and today on coronavirus, we say, yeah, he's always, stay he always gets the news, the updates. <laughs> Wait, let me find him. Let me find his name. But anyway, he was doing an interview, right? And they asked him, so why, um, why do you think Matt Hancock, that's his name? So they asked him, um, oh, the man who knows nothing. How many? Yeah, that he's guy. He's a, he's a twat. So they asked him, yeah, why do you, um, how many black people are in the Tory government, like in the cabinet at the moment? He said, well, yeah, yeah, I know you know, what you're saying. We've got a lot of um, ethnic minorities. We've got some, you know, the Asian, they talk about Pretty Patel, that dickhead. And then the other one, the, <laughs> yeah, she, she got sort of out. So <laughs> talk about these people. They said, the woman was like, no, I'm asking about black people in your cabinet then you said we have a diversity of minds i said this guy a bunch of white and asian people from middle to well-to-do backgrounds are are going to tell me how to impact the hood properly what Mm -hmm. the fuck do they know Mm -hmm. (laughs) never grew up in it not even just the hood the black communities about creating opportunities for black people what do they know have they ever lived that experience? A diversity of mind. That is definitely new. I don't like being British associated. I don't like the Bane. The Bane. Oh, no. B-A-M-E. B-A-M-E. I don't know where that shit came from, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not. No. Bane. How do you... I mean, how do you... Because you've got black and it's... Black and other... No, black and... Minority, ethnic. minority ethnics. Yeah. yeah. So how does the ME feel? Because what? Yeah, they're not even. They're not even stated. <laughs> they're not even stated. <laughs> how does the ME in Bain feel? Like I feel like they just need to throw the whole thing. Just say what you're talking about. Say who you're talking about. Say like Asian, South Asian, like in. Like come on, say everything. Why are you always got trying to abbreviate us? Always, but white people mm-hmm. just in total like come on yeah exactly and that's the thing because even when you look at like BAME statistics even within those statistics the black people are always doing worse mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like it doesn't really help us like you know the ones talking about coronavirus and I sent you guys an article about um, policing and black people and coronavirus that, they, that black people are more likely to be fined mm-hmm. for like for being outside for, for coronavirus and white people as an ethnic minorities so just like just break it up just kind of be like these will have their own asians will have their own other asians will have their own. like yeah <laughs> 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 it's, they do this. 
it's because they do that you it's literally like you forget every other ethnicity is because they're always like trying to group it into a little group like that's why we're forgetting like there's there's bare other people but right now mm-hmm. they're just me they're just the me's <laughs> right now because you know i feel like they made it black and just because it was black lives matter but we probably would have been an me too if they didn't include the b like yeah just right. minority just minority <laughs> ethnics like <laughs> those minorities over there <laughs> It is that. What do you think, though? Um, what do you, what do you think, the future is going to look like? Because right now we've it, we were like what nine weeks into this. So what do you think the future is going to look like? Uh, if we can, if we continue to be persistent with, you know, Black Lives Matter protesting against like inequalities and like you know injustices. Like, what do you think we will achieve? Oh, that's a good In- one. In terms of in terms of England, the UK, I don't think I feel like there's gonna be little changes. So maybe certain places are gonna consider who they hire, what type of message they're giving out, the opportunities for black people. I think things like that will change, but in terms of politics, nothing is changing there. In terms of like the way our government is and I don't know, things like youth clubs and stuff, they're not gonna bring that shit back opportunities in terms of living situations and like council houses and things that's going to stay the same because I feel like a lot of that a lot of black people kind of live in areas well most people to be honest is you can't live in this country anymore but things like council houses and like benefits and things I don't think any of those things will change because the people who run this country could care less about people who well people who look like us and people who look ethnic Mm. yeah i would love for that to have been the change to be honest like if they i mean when people were protesting i was really hoping that they will probably hopefully be like some legal changes um probably like you said changes in employment because that would be great for people to get more feet in the door kind of thing Mm. um i was thinking about like what are my local community like initiatives that are around um, there's only one which is at the back of my house and uh, that one is still on and going which is really good I think personally it's kind of made me realize that if I can give my money to places like H&M Pretty Little Thing and spend money on ridiculous bullshit that I don't really need I can definitely put that money that I will spend into social activism not social activism but like to these organizations that are actually doing mm-hmm. the activism so for me, I've like put into my budget, I will put in, even if it's like 30 pounds spread across three organizations, but find three organizations that I want to support and then go ahead and put money towards those organizations. So I know that I'm doing, it's, it's something small, but it's like, you know that you're doing what you can do. Um, the, the one I chose this month was, it's like a, uh, it's a charity for like abused women. Um, so women that run away with like their kids and stuff like that. Um, and then I just put money to like Black Lives Matter, which I started getting <laughs> Black Lives Matter, that organization. So I'm a bit worried about what happened to that money. <laughs> but we shall yeah, see. It's it a bit vague. <laughs> it's, it's quite vague. That's also like shit. Maybe I should have researched that a bit more. Um, but yeah, I think if people can maybe just start looking at maybe things that they can do as individuals that are probably small 
um, even if it's like a little 10 pounds, like you'd be surprised how much a little goes a long way if, I, if everyone has that like mentality. It's true. I mean, for me, I'm like, I'm so stingy with money, but signing petitions is free. And yeah, I'm just, I've, I've literally been on signing petitions and trying to sort black, support black businesses where I can, especially the local ones. Uh, I'd really like to see the educational system change before my brother and sister leave school. Like, that would be lovely if they just, you know, start revising history. Just, you know, make everything, not make everything black. Obviously, there's other contributions to British history, but we need to take away that whitewashed history they always try and feed us. Like, that, that that should not be okay. Like, when it comes to Black History Month, I don't want to hear about Kunta Kente. I don't want to hear about Roots. Like, fuck that shit. I want to hear about the inventors. I want to hear about what you stole from us. I want to hear about how we got here and not how we got here, but how you took us away from what we had. Like, if you're going to tell history, tell it correctly. I feel like that would be nice. Those are little things that they could do that won't break the budget. Well, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. do. I mean, I mean, changing essays and... Do you even teach me about Windrush? Yeah, I don't think I ever learned about that in school. No, same. No, we didn't. No. I learned about that in adulthood, post uni. Yeah. <laughs> Even things like learning about like cultures and religions prior to colonization. Because mm-hmm. when you think about, okay, so I was watching Northern Crosses the other day, guys. It's so cute. Um, and they'll talk about like, Africans, and the Africans were like, <laughs> Africans were like doing their own like native religions and stuff like that. It would be sick, like, if we are taught about like um, traditional, not traditional medicine, but like traditional um, religions. And not and to learn about things like voodoo and hoodoo back in like in school time, so we know as kids it's not just like I don't know, it's not just like this kind of dark and sea things. Like there 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 are roots that are ancient in that in that sense. So it would be kind of cool to to learn about that and even learning about things like a black woman is the oldest is it species that they found. Like black people have been on, on the planet longer hey. than any other human race. Yeah, I realised that. Okay. Um, it, it, it went static, sorry, yeah. She that lady she had like the oldest, she's like the oldest lady in the world or something Sick. like that. So, black like, women are so really like that, like, cool. Why don't we... we should learn And the fact that what's the name? It's a Beethoven. Is that true? I didn't really delve into it, but is Beethoven actually black? That's what they're trying to, they're trying to claim him. Because remember when it was, oh no, I don't think it, was it Beethoven? You know Missy Elliott? And she basically, yeah, she has a composer in one of her videos, yeah? Like, and then she slaps his face and it's like all the white comes off of it. If that's Beethoven, that probably is, (laughs) It probably is. Oh, but isn't, um, Mozart, isn't he black? I would, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like, we're some rhythm. We've got rhythm. We've got soul. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Or if he's like, he stole it from his protege, who was black slave, and he's just like like this, and then he publicised that he became. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if something came like, like that. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean. Who knows? Who who knows what else is out there? But do you guys? Um, I mean, also the, the good thing about it was, um, am I am I static? No, I'm not. No, no, no. Um, 
the good thing about it is that you know with, with the TV shows coming down, I think that that's also quite sick to be honest because you know like how everybody's crying about Little Britain. That's like, well, that wasn't even funny. Like that that uh, that particular stuff that they were showing, I was like, that's not even funny. The like, blackface. Yeah, that that actually is not funny. And the Craig David. I never found Keith Lemon funny. He's dead. But things like that went completely over my head when I was younger. Like I'd see it and I'd be like, oh, but I wouldn't see how. Um, offensive it is because do you know what they because they were taking the piss out of everyone yeah, no, the piss out of, the piss out of like disabled people as well so I just looked at it disabled, as like, crude yeah. humour but it's really offensive like that is like on a completely different topic like you know how they've brought back Big Brother and they've doing like the Big Brother best bits I was watching that with my really? mum and like it was bullying it was just bullying on tv national tv that we used to and sexual abuse sexual harassment and racist comments like that's literally what the the british um well that's just what people do nowadays isn't it oh, that it hello yeah oh, okay yeah, that's just yeah, what yeah. that's just what people um that's just what we were forced to engage with and we thought it, it, we became immune to it we normalized it but that shit just wasn't okay so yeah they should be removed they should definitely be removed. Mm-hmm. And people will be like, it's, it's rewriting history. That's a, no, it's not rewriting history. It's, it's, a, it's acknowledging that that was fucked up. <laughs> that exactly. was weird. Exactly. <laughs> that people even found that funny. And so for, I remember like people saying on Instagram, I think it probably came from Twitter. Somebody was like, yeah, you know, and if, if you said that you didn't find it funny, people would be like, get a sense of humour. And that's a very British thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like British something. British humour is so dead. Oh, okay. No, I was saying like, British humour, like Little Britain, is dead. Like, that's not... Like like you lot said, it's not funny to begin with. So why are you going to find that funny? Yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward to how things will go. I need people to be more conscious about what they produce and what they put out there and what they kind of force us to engage with and make us accept when it's just not okay to accept. Like, I don't want to see things like that anymore. It's we shouldn't be seeing things like that anymore because it's not okay i mean i know a lot of people have there are a lot of things that as as you know like when we talk about old tweets and things that we used to normalize when we was at school there are obviously things that we used to do but it's not okay now and as long as as long as we don't continue to do it i think that's the way forward i think everyone needs to be like that really it's not okay and also what was it even football starting to change as well so i think there's a racist um song that they were forced to sing Ring Low Sweet Chariot oh yeah 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 and then also yeah. I hope that it's, when... it's a slave song yep and then I hope that you know when they have their racist chants and they're like they're like oh you monkey or blah 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 I hope that they're held severely accountable for that because you cannot say oh yeah we couldn't find them you can find them in the crowd you can hold them up you could be excuse me sir you need to leave you can escort them out because like, but to be honest, they've, they've gotten a lot better with football. Because you know, like, football has the stand-up to racism. It, it yeah. operates under, under the stand-up to racism banner. And, like, they have, like, they have those, um, they have, like, that three attempts. So mm-hmm. if anybody is doing anything racist, they have a first thing that stands off. No, but, okay, so basically, they have three steps, basically. They have the first one to say, there's racist incidents happening in the, in the stadium. Please, we have one, like, two more warnings, and then we'll stop the match. Mm. Then the second is like there's another warning to stop the match before they stop the match, and the third one they stop the match. So it happened during like the um, was it the England England twenty twenty or something like that. Okay. And they and they stopped the game. 
So they're trying to get better, but hooliganism and racism, it will never end in football. So... Mm -mm. (laughs) It will never end. Um, then they're going to tell me that they're not racist outside of the field, but they want to be shouting nigger and monkey. Okay, go on. Yeah, because their best mate Tunde is black, isn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to, well, there was, so, there's two more bits. We can use it to summarise. There was the action plan, uh, what can be done. But we kind of went over that saying that like, the things that we're doing and the things that we kind of hope to achieve. You've got white alley versus white saviour. And then lastly, it's re-education of society, links, videos, and organisation, which we'll probably link afterwards, after the video, any appropriate petitions, any appropriate organisations that you can support, any black-owned businesses I'll submit my list to and everything like that. But is there anything else that anyone would like to touch on this point, these points? Um, I guess with white white allyship, am I still breaking up? No, 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 no. Oh, why are you laughing? Because there was silence. Okay. Um. No. So I guess in terms of white allyship versus white stigma, um, you're breaking. The up. reason why I said it, I'm breaking up. Well, no, you're not breaking up now. Wait. Please, I, I have to leave and come back. I thought you left. <laughs> no, I just turned on my bloody camera. All right, I'm gonna remove you then. Okay, hang on. Let me let me leave and add me back. Say, proceed, Mary. White savior versus white alley. Well, I ally. Oh, okay. Alley. <laughs> it, it says alley, but it's ally, isn't it? That's how you Sure. Um. So, white ally versus white saviour. So, basically, I'm just saying, like, if you want to be an ally, don't think in your head that you are, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this, but I know what I think, what, what I'm trying to say in my head. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, you know, these poor blacks. <laughs> that's, that's what I don't ever, you know, like, how white people go into, like, Africa, and then, not Africa, well, on the continent, they go to the continent, and they'll be like, yeah, we're just helping these poor blacks. You want to be, like, trying to gain equality without trying to take over the movement, mm. and not trying to insert yourself into the movement, not trying to be like, yeah, you know, this is how it affects me, it makes me feel sad, or... Guys, I'm not explaining it properly, but like that's what I mean. Like, you want to be just an ally. You, don't, you want to understand that black people are at the forefront of this, and all you are there to do is just support. And yeah. you can share resources. You don't act like you know better than me. <laughs> you just you're just there as a supporting feature. Mm-hmm. It's true. It. It's true. I mean, I think what was it? Someone said that uh, a white ally is someone that will fight for you when you're not there and I think that's a, a good kind of definition for it because it's like sometimes I'll stand I know that without question without any benefit for myself if I see that something wrong is happening or going down I will try and stop it I'll be like hey don't talk about that person like that that's not cool don't do that I would just hope that someone who 
pretends or not sorry not pretends because i'm not like you know discrediting them but someone that claims to care about black lives i would hope that if i'm not in the room that they would still care about black lives like i'm in the room like that's that's all i'm kind of expecting also the same what you're saying mary about not inserting yourself into the conversation and making it about yourself it's about black lives not about it's never going to be black lives in relation to all lives it's not it's not like that it's if we're talking about black lives we're talking about black lives like you know everyone else will have their time but right now we're talking about black lives and that's it really that's what it is i see it as a white ally is someone who's you know you don't, you don't have to go to the protest but like you said you know someone that's sticking up for you when you're not there white saviors those are those those men on tinder with their photos in africa of all the children and just standing there grilling yeah man. That makes you feel so Yeah, but I never watched it. Because oh. it was like this there was a white guy in that show and the woman was like, This white man, she married him, but they're like interracial couple. She was like, he keeps on telling me how to cook like grits or something. <laughs> but my he keeps telling me I'm, I'm cooking my grandmother's 50-year-old recipe wrong. <laughs> this is what I think about when I think about white saviors. If they know better than you, you don't know better than me, guy. <laughs> it's my lived experience. <laughs> that, that reminds me of, what was it, his face? Uh, Gordon Ramsay. And, like, we were watching, like, Kitchen Hell, like, USA. Oh, I love and this woman, she had, like, a Jamaican restaurant. And clearly, she, there was clearly things that she was doing wrong. But she made a jerk chicken. He was like... This is not jerk chicken. Like, this is, why does it taste like this? And then you had You're all the lying. customers. No, no, no. And then you had all the customers in the shop um, saying, oh, I wasn't expecting the jerk chicken to be like this. Like, this is not what I expect for Jamaican food. Yet still, all these customers are white. I'm like... Oh. What? Because you want to homogenize their food, isn't it? <laughs> it's about it. How do you know? Like, I'm sorry. How you tell a black person how to cook the food that is from their culture their motherland. country their motherland <laughs> but you're telling them it don't taste according what so what do i need to do <laughs> please karen oh, <laughs> guys it's off topic but it, it's just because you said jerk chicken i was watching poor house to rich house mm-hmm. and this jamaican lady with, with her three daughters switched houses with this like quite well off um asian lady and her friend and they the black lady lived in Stockwell. So, so you've got, you've got the Asian lady and her best friend now, now um, going Brixton Market. They're going through the woman's house. They find jerk seasoning and they thought it was dip. They'll bear putting their, their Doritos in it. They're like, oh, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, um, bit tangy in it. And it, will, it just killed me. Sorry, it's because you said jerk. I was like, that was so funny. Oh, uh, bless. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Probably feels like salsa. <laughs> Clearly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, is there anything else that we want to add to this before we wrap up? No, I think this is a good discussion, guys. We mm-hmm. hit a lot of avenues. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was a long conversation coming. We've got plenty more to come. Sorry for the little hiatus that we had. It's been a busy past. It's been a busy past two weeks. <laughs> Did anyone else hear that? Yeah. Okay, cool. It was like I was jumping. Um, yeah, so it's, oh. been, it's been a busy past two weeks, but we're back on it and I'll, you know, we'll get on this. So thank you so much for listening. 
Uh, make sure that you tune in to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> and YouTube. <laughs> what was you going to say, Mary? I said, I said SoundCloud. <laughs> I was like, no, we not don't. SoundCloud. <laughs> We're not on there anymore. <laughs> Um, and then yeah thank you for listening oh and yeah if you check below the link below I'm imagining there will be a link below of all you can click on any appropriate organisations that can help support Black Lives Matter any petitions that you can help sign that need still need to be signed to this day for some justice and some equality that we're always fighting for um, and any businesses that you can support in your free time so yeah that's it Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. I'm going to go eat my dinner now. Woohoo. Bye. Bye. You did it, guys. I'm so <laughs>